Welcome back to the third season of Fisher Link, presented by Fisher Inc. Magazine, a podcast for the Fisher College of Business to highlight stories in and around Ohio State that you may not have heard about. My name is Grant Powelson, and I am joined today by my wonderful co-host, Paige Palmer. Hey, everyone. And Alec Newland, a Fisher student here to talk about the Global Retail Challenge, which takes place this week in Montreal, Canada, at McGill University on November 14th through the 16th. Alec, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Would you mind introducing yourself, telling us name, year, major, where you're from, and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Alec Newland. I am a junior logistics major. I have a minor in EADS. Um, I'm from the east side of Cleveland, uh, and uh, it's good to be here today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So could you give us a little explanation about the Global Retail Challenge and what the goals of the competition are? Yeah, for sure. So the Global Retail Challenge is a retail sustainability-based case competition. It's through McGill University in Montreal, Canada. And the premise of the competition is to get a bunch of young, like-minded individuals uh, together to really push each other to develop new products or services within a select number of industries that involve the circular economy and also attract young consumers, so millennials and Gen Z. So it's really just a competition based off of who can come up with um, the best new product or service that eliminates the most waste and is also the most cost-effective in terms of scalability and uh, revenues. Interesting. So it's our understanding that you heard about this opportunity through the industry immersion program here in Fisher. So could you maybe tell our listeners, just give them a review of what that is and kind of how that exposed you to this global retail challenge? For sure. So the industry immersion program is through Fisher and it's a great program personally. I recommend it to really everybody. Um, There's a few number of industries within the program, but uh, the premise of it is to get students um, in the face and talking to professionals or experienced uh, individuals that have been in the field for numbers of years. So I'm in the energy and sustainability industry immersion, and um, each week we meet. We meet twice a week. I'm pretty sure the other ones only meet once a week. But um, people like from Jenny's or people from Honda come in and just talk to us about their sustainability initiatives and what they're doing at their company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, we can ask questions, network. So that's pretty much the first half of the program. And then the second half, it's two mes- two semester program. So the first half is more so the conversations, the uh, guest speakers. On the second half, you actually get paired with a company um, and they present you and your your team with a sustainability challenge that they're having. Mm-hmm. And they um, hope that you can develop a solution that they can implement and uh, scale company-wide. It's pretty cool. Um, I heard about the, the case competition through the industry immersion. Um, my professor presented it to the entire class at... Um, at the beginning of the the semester and they also presented the the option at the retail um, industry immersion so mm-hmm. there's two students from the retail immersion and then two from my energy and sustainability immersion and we're working together on this case comp and you can only have two teams from each school correct so is yeah. there like any competition that you had to go through yeah so there was an application process um it was open to all students really like university-wide mm-hmm. i think it really depended on who knew about it um right but within those industry immersions there's probably like i don't know 40 kids um, i don't know how many kids applied but it wasn't too rigorous of an application but they really just threw it out there for us to see if anyone would be interested in it mm-hmm. and 
Uh, I thought it was a cool opportunity, so I jumped on it, and here we are today, like eight weeks in, mm -hmm. working yeah. on it, getting a lot of stuff done, and looking forward to going to Montreal in a week or so. It'll be really cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, what made you interested in sustainability originally, and in this case, competition? Yeah, for sure. So I've, I've always been interested in sustainability and sort of continuous improvement. Um, I guess my parents, even when I was younger, would force me and my my brother to develop safe and conscious decisions in terms of uh, consumption and uh, things as such. So I just remember her always yelling at me to turn my lights off. Uh, I'm taking too long of showers, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's something that's really been drilled into my head, even as, as a young kid. And I really developed a passion for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to see the world become more sustainable. I mean, at this rate, we couldn't, we're going to have 9 billion people living on this planet by 2030. Mm -hmm. And we need, if, if everybody was living the way that we did in this country, we'd need like nine planets. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a scary task and it's a big challenge. Um, so I guess I just saw a lot of opportunity for improvement and it really drove me towards this industry. Um, I grew, I just, it's such a great opportunity for really anybody, especially our age to, uh, jump, jump the gun and start, uh, I guess, take an initiative and making change that that's real and that you can see. I just, I want to be able to make a change down the road that's visible and substantial. Yeah. That's amazing. We really need to step up as this generation that's controlling the future here, but yeah. Uh, how would you say your interest in sustainability has impacted your career goals and aspirations? It's definitely, it's really controlled my career path, definitely. I mean, um, I chose logistics partially because um, because of my interest in sustainability. Uh, I knew I wanted to be in business. I, I, I think of myself as an entrepreneur. I like to talk, work with people. So I knew business was the right field for me. So that interest in sustainability really drove me towards logistics just because it's an avenue within business that I, I, I could see a substantial sustainability impact being made. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So it's really guided sort of the direction that I've taken my education path. And it's definitely going to affect where I end up in the future. 100%. So kind of diving back into the challenge, could you tell us a little bit maybe more about challenge itself, the problem you're facing, maybe what your team has planned or, um, you know, have you prepared for this proposal? Yeah, for sure. So each, the, the competition is pretty structured, honestly. So we have uh, weekly assignments. Each team submits uh, an assignment every Monday. And um, so each week it sort of builds off itself. Mm -hmm. um, and we're sort of just getting to the point within the, the development that we're sort of deciding what we're actually gonna try and implement and present at the finals. Um, we've actually focused our attention on a, um, a service industry within entertainment and that, that's being events that are held at Ohio Stadium. Um, once again, another huge challenge. I mean, the amount of waste that's created at events such as football games, mm -hmm. concerts, things as such, is it's, it's huge, it's immense. and they do have waste management programs set in place already. I mean, Ohio Stadium is one of the first stadiums in the Midwest to implement such strategies. And um, a lot of the ideas that we've come up with are things that they've already thought of and tried to implement. But it's again, it's it's a, a give and take sort of relationship between 
implementing sustainable strategies within the stadium and then also mm -hmm. you don't want to take away from the experience of the individual at the stadium so it's really one of the biggest challenges we've come across is developing a solution that not only uh, eliminates waste um, eliminates takes away less consumption it's we also had to find something that not only takes away doesn't take away from the fan experience but also adds to it mm -hmm. so a few of the ideas i mean that we've come up with um one being a loyalty cup program so um i know arizona state university already does this so it's kind of where we got our idea from it um we had some connections out there that we were talking to um so the way the program works is you buy a reusable more solid uh holding cup at the beginning of the season kind of like mm -hmm. the one you got right here uh -huh. and you can bring it back to the game so you play you pay a fat flat rate up front like 20 right. some bucks and then and it's you, cheap can to bring refill. It back, you can bring it back and then just keep refilling it mm -hmm. um it's things like that like little tiny solutions that mm -hmm. sort of you need to start implementing to get the ball rolling sure. um, other strategies that we've we've thought about are surrounding reusable food containers mm -hmm. um such as like plates or utensils that people use when they order concessions at the stadium. Mm -hmm. um, we really focused our attention on the food waste within the stadium, just because it's such a it's a, such a large uh, chunk of waste that's uh, created. Mm -hmm. um, and then not only just eliminating food waste, but we've also looked at strategies and implementing alternative energy sources um, with at the, at the stadium. So vertical wind turbines mm -hmm. are something that we've looked into also installing solar panels on the roof um there's so many ways that you can really attack that challenge just because it's such a large problem yeah. so definitely. yeah it's it's coming along um, we've definitely circled through a lot of ideas and we're sort of just starting to get to the point where we're going to decide what we're going to try and go after right absolutely do you think there's any uh, chance you would ever present any of these ideas to ohio state do you think there'd be the opportunity for that yeah, for sure. I mean, we've already been talking to the sustainability team here at OSU. Cool. Um, okay. Well, a part of the competition itself, it, it, the winners actually get a grant to try and uh, implement and oh, wow. scale the idea wow. that you okay. come up with. So, yeah, it's it's something that we're actually like really trying to do just because being able to implement a solution like that at this school, being able to make an impact like that after winning this competition would be crazy cool. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, like... I would, I'd like to make the experience better for everyone, yeah, all the students. Uh, so a sustainable event within the Ohio Stadium, I think it's a great idea. Absolutely. Um, the competition largely mentions the circular economy, which you've already kind of mentioned. Um, so for our listeners who aren't familiar with the term, a circular economy kind of goes beyond recycling and aims to just design out waste and pollution by keeping products and materials in use, using natural systems. So could you maybe touch on you know, how you've managed to implement that into your solutions? Yeah, for sure. So... The, the main economy that we operate in now and that we have for some time now that was established within the Industrial Revolution is a, is a make-taste-take-waste economy. It's linear. Um, and what the circular economy aims to do is to sort of turn that on its head and keep um, products and materials within the supply chain at a high value mm -hmm. for as long as they can. Um, so... I mean, as, as cliche as it is, reduce, reuse, recycle are pretty much the three main uh, drivers of the circular economy. Mm -hmm. um, finding creative ways to eliminate waste 
uh, reuse products, rebrand things, repurpose items. Um, there's there's an infinite amount of opportunities to create circular um, circular operations. So uh, when we look at the stadium, we at first um, we would uh, sort of an we analyze certain operations within the stadium mm -hmm. and we score them based on their circularity. Um, and food waste being one of the main things that we're focusing on was mm -hmm. something that showed terrible, terrible circular right. like yeah. implications. So um, we looked at the the food consumption methods and process within the stadium and we thought, how can we sort of get this to start feeding itself? And like how, how I mentioned, the reusable food containers right. is a way. It's gotcha. it's something that it never actually leaves the value chain. It's mm -hmm. it's it's always there and it doesn't actually end up getting thrown away or never used again. Right. right. It just requires that kind of initial investment. Yeah. Mm hmm Do you happen to know what the leading contributor to waste is at Ohio Stadium? Uh, food waste. You think it is food? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. What do you think they could do about uh, the amount of plastic cups that they use for those water filling stations? Do you have any ideas for that? Um, that's, a, that's a good <laughs> question. I mean, yeah. there's so many like areas within the stadium where it's things like that. Yeah. Little things. Little tiny things yeah. that you don't really think of. And then you start walking through the stadium and looking at things and thinking, looking at it through a lens of sustainability. And oh, you're yeah. like, wow, this is bad. Like, yeah. There's so much that could happen that really needs to change. And I, I'd love to see Ohio State become one of the first schools to start to um, become a little more aggressive in those types of strategies. Mm. I think we all would. Yeah. And we got to wear those green goggles, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, what do you think some simple things are that our listeners or society in general could maybe implement into their lives to make progress toward a circular economy? So not just Ohio Stadium, but just yeah. Like everybody. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is really just awareness. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. A lot of people go through their daily lives not even thinking about how much they're consuming, uh, what they're throwing away. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of students on campus that use paper plates and uh, paper towels and, and water plastic bottles. silverware, plastic water bottles. Mm -hmm. So I think really educating yourself and learning um, just the s most simple uh, things that you can do throughout your day that eliminate waste and keep the keep the uh, water that we drink cleaner, the air air cleaner. I mean, like. Um, for instance, reducing the time that you're in the shower. I personally take long, long showers, but <laughs> yeah. that's something I got to learn to be conscious about and internalize so that I start to feel bad about it when I do it. You know? yeah. mm -hmm. So it's, I think the biggest thing is becoming aware and educating yourself and learning about yourself really and learning how you waste and how you consume. Yeah, and I think it's a lot easier for freshmen and sophomores to waste because they're in dorms where they don't have to pay for the utilities, right? Exactly. So they take yeah. extra long showers mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not paying yeah. for it. I'm going to leave the lights on when I leave too. But yeah, you just got to think about the impact that you're leaving behind and not just what your bill is at the end of the day. Definitely. Okay, so uh, what do you think some companies are that are making great strides towards a circular economy? Do you have any in mind? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, let me think about this. I think some some people have come and talked to our class. Um, the company that actually just came and talked to us was Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams. So, uh, Jenny's husband came and talked to us, uh, and he was talking to us about this is just a specific example um, their e-commerce side of their business. So 
uh, all the ice cream that people order online from them, they've actually been looking at uh, developing ways to create less waste through their packaging and things as such. Um, they also uh, source locally for their ingredients in their ice cream, so mm -hmm. things like that. Um, they actually source all they source locally here and they actually ship the ice cream made here to their locations in uh like la or nashville hmm. or, you know, philly so they or atlanta sorry they um they're doing a lot in columbus which is good to see too um it's good to see a company that started here be able to grow and take that impact not only uh like nationwide but hopefully globally at some point right definitely Alrighty, well, kind of wrapping up here, our final question for you is, do you have any advice for business students that are looking to get more involved in sustainability? Any, like, steps they could take on campus? Definitely. Um, I think, personally, the energy and sustainability in industry immersion is a perfect opportunity. I mean, it gets you face-to-face -face with individuals with great experience and great knowledge in, mm -hmm. uh, in this industry. Um, uh, on top of that, I think really getting involved, there's countless amounts of organizations within Ohio State. I mean, so many of their surrounding uh, sustainability too. So I think just reaching out and trying to find an org that you think is right for you um, is a perfect opportunity. Um, I also think that uh, within Fisher, there it seems like there might not be a lot of focus on sustainability, mm -hmm. but I think that like with an increased uh, amount of attention towards it and if we show that like there's more desire for it I think um, it's inevitable the the school's gonna have to pay attention to it. I mean as consumers and individuals are uh, seeing more value in a company that's sustainable um, Fisher's it's it's gonna it's gonna be a more focused and talked about topic definitely so maybe maybe there aren't necessarily things in your face within Fisher but if you really look around there's there's so many opportunities and so many people that care about these types of issues, yeah. it's, it's really just about finding the right people and the right uh, organizations. Mm -hmm. And so getting involved, for sure. Yeah, get involved. Do you mind talking about your minor a little bit more? You said you're an EADS minor, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm an EADS minor. Uh, for you, those that don't know what that is, it stands for Environment, Economy, Development, Sustainability. Um, within that uh, minor, there's certain classes that I take that surround um, food security, uh, energy consumption, uh, just sustainability in general. Um, the circular economy is something that's talked about in all those classes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, I think another way that you could maybe get some knowledge in terms of sustainability would be to maybe add a minor onto your curriculum or um, check out some other colleges on campus because, I mean, Fisher's not the only school here and there's a lot, <laughs> of, yeah. a lot of smart people out here that know a lot of things about this. So uh, it is a great decision of mine to add that to my curriculum and it's been great so far Absolutely. yeah that's awesome well thank you so much for coming to speak today alec uh, we wish you the best of luck on your competition and in the rest of your endeavors at ohio state thank you and that's it for this week's episode of fisher link fisher link is presented by fisher inc the student-run magazine for the fisher college of business i'm grant powelson and I'm Paige Palmer. We'd like to thank those who made this podcast come to life. This episode was edited by our sound designer, Connor Bueller, and the president of Fisher Inc. is Lily Wang. If you enjoyed listening, please leave a review, 
Check out our past episodes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at FisherInkMag for updates on future episodes. FisherLink is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and on FisherInkMag.com, where you can stay informed on all things Fisher. Thanks so much for listening, and go Bucks.